Uh, welcome. This is uh, the second interview tonight. Uh, we are Ball Caps and Bagpipes. Normally, we are a Scottish baseball podcast. Uh, tonight, we are interviewing Jeff Stone for the ne Negro League Baseball Museum uh, Art Project. So, Jeff, please uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cool. So uh, we're looking into your bio. We have you down as an illustrator, designer, artist. And we were talking beforehand, you're an educator and a baseball coach. That's right. That's right. We kind of got uh, many, many hats that I wear throughout the day and the, the year. So so, uh, so what's your subject then? I teach art and design right. at the high school. Um, it's called Valley High School. It's in Gilchrist, Colorado. And um, I've been there nine years. This is uh, my ninth year. Um, teaching there and so nine years of baseball at Valley High School and then um, I've actually coached for 18 years I was at another high school prior to this just coaching I didn't teach there but um, uh, kind of just teaching and coaching and all so, so baseball is in the blood then baseball so art is, is is mixed in my life often so yeah, so uh, so we asked the same thing of, of Robbie. How did you get started? Did you play little league, high school ball? So yeah, um, my story is I grew up playing the the Elks League here in Colorado in Greeley, and uh, we got to all make buddies and friends, and we'd all play in the this league called the Elks League, and it was the Elks Lodge, and they had this com com complex before complexes were kind of a thing, and um everybody knew that if the ball got to the outfield it would be full of stickers and you'd be pulling stickers out of the, <laughs> the, the baseballs as you were throwing it in so you always had to be careful and and uh but kept going along made my way up into high school um we had a really successful high school high school team um we were state champs my junior year oh wow yeah we were uh my coach was very fortunate to have a really good coach and a really good program to get involved with um, at my high school. And um, in the 90s, I graduated in 93, so we won state in 92. In the 90s here around Greeley area was really big. Like it's a small town, mm -hmm. but um, the community is just incredible for baseball. And uh, especially in the 90s, I think, oh man, let's see. There's probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There was about 10 guys in the 90s that get drafted from Greeley area. Really? And, and, it's, a, and it's a really small town. I mean, um, there was a guy named Brad Schmay, uh, Scott Johnson, um, Dallas Mahan, TJ Reynolds, um, Tim Fortner, Tyler Bain, and then Sean Chacon. Um, he's, a, he's a big name for Greeley. He played for the Yankees, for the Rockies, um, the Pirates. So he was a, a major league pitcher for quite a while. He's, he's pretty well known outside of Greeley as well. But um, Sean Chacon was, was uh, we, we claim him from Greeley. So. <laughs> so was he on your team or did he, was he on the opposing Sean team? Sean was a little bit older than, or a little bit younger than me. I right. graduated in 93. I think Sean graduated in 97-ish. Right. Like that. So, but um, just a really great community and um, baseball was big time there for a while. We had kids playing high level of baseball around this area. So it was really good. And the right, the right at the same time, the Rockies were introduced as expansion team. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, so we were really excited to have a, a team come in and I was all excited to wear a, a ball cap 
um, from my hometown and or home state, I guess, but uh, growing up and then they ended up having purple and I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I can't have a purple hat. So, so I like the Rockies, but they're not my team. So <laughs> who's your team then? Who's my team? It, it's it's the Orioles. So oh, wow. okay. it's not very much better, but uh, at least we, we battle with the Orioles a little bit. So, <laughs> so is that more of a Cal Ripken kind of thing? You kind of so, like... It turned into Cal Ripken for sure. Um, growing up, me and my cousin, my cousin was a huge baseball card collector and mm -hmm. I was just getting into it. And so I wanted to get the oldest baseball card I could get. And so I was like, I got $20. I need the oldest, I didn't care who it was. I just wanted the oldest card I could get for 20 bucks. And so he's all, I got this 1960s Brooks Robinson card. I'll sell it to you for 20 bucks. Not a clue who Brooks Robinson was, but it was the 1960s. Holy cow, this is the oldest card I've ever seen, right? And so I buy it. And so then you got to go do the research and then you read up on this guy and you're like, oh my goodness, this is like one of the greatest guys ever. Yeah. Like, I'm about fielding. I was a great fielder or thought I was a great fielder. That's where I put my money at second base, but right. just a fantastic story about this guy that I never knew. And then you fall in love and then you, you realize that um, you're going to be an Orioles fan. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Like, uh, so I, I'm a, I grew up in Seattle. I'm a Mariners fan, but I'm also mm -hmm. a Padres fan. And, and the reason why is because my grandparents retired to Yuma, Arizona. And that was where the Padres used to have spring training. And, yeah. you know, they, they would bring me stuff back when the, you know, 81, 82, and I'd have all this Padre gear. Right. <laughs> so it was like when they made the World Series 84, I'm like, yeah, great. This is my team. <laughs> and the Mariners were terrible till for a long time. So at least I had someone to go, all right, I got someone to root for. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, so. and John, John's got a similar story of how he became a Yankee fan, you know? Yeah. Um, I, uh, watched a Yankees Mets game on Channel 5 over here in the UK. Uh, sort of accidentally found baseball by hiring All-Star Baseball 2002, the video game on PS2 back in the day from a, a video store near me called Global Video. Um, video stores, remember those? Christ, we're old. Uh, <laughs> and I thought like baseball was really confusing, and but also like a fun game to play and thought, I'm going to watch it because I was vaguely aware that it was on. Now, obviously, it starts at like 1am here. Um, so I watched this Yankees-Mets game uh, one Sunday. It was the Sunday before the 2001 All-Star game. Your, gal, your guy, Cal Ripken Jr.'s uh, final All-Star game where he had a home run on the first pitch you saw. Um, and it was Yankees-Mets. And I just decided, you know, whoever wins this is going to be my team. And I was lucky enough that the Yankees won it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pitching matchup was a crazy one. It was Glendon Rush versus Randy Keesler. I don't know if you remember either of those guys. Yeah, yeah. It's all about a, a connection somewhere, somehow. It's it's very rarely, you know, you hear stories about. Well, that's who I listened to on the radio, or that's I got to know somebody else a little personally, or something like that. So, mine was an old baseball card, and now I got to find out who this guy is. <laughs> So, so the question is, I, I just got all my old baseball cards over shipped over here now. So do you still have your cards? I I was not, I never ended up being a, a big, big card collector. Um, right. So I, I have a shoebox 
full. And that's about it. Just a, of, the, of the main guys that I would really like. I got right. Pete Rose's. I got some odds and ends of things like that, but nothing. It's only sentimental. There's yeah, so you, you didn't get that. caught up in the baseball that. card craze in the 80s and 90s like everyone else. And my, my 89 King Griffey Jr. upper deck cards to make me retire. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Spent a lot of times looking at them in, in card shops and things like that. But uh, yeah, I, I do miss card shops. That's the one thing I kind of. Uh, every time I got home, I kind of see if I can pop into a card shop just to see what's there and, and that. And we've got nothing out this way. So like, I, I'm quite jealous when people go, I just went to the card shop, picked up a couple of boxes of cards and like that. And I, was like, oh, I miss those days. <laughs> right. So, uh, so let's get into your art. So did you go to college, go into art design and where did we get into where we are now? Yep. So same thing. So um, I ventured out to try to play baseball in college, went to a small school in Idaho, um, made the team and um, decided that I was definitely homesick. And so I decided I needed to come home. And so my college baseball career was over and uh, came back and started working at a local um, sporting goods store. And so um, I would work there and um, eventually in about a year and a half, I moved into the screen shop. And so I got to start working with um, the artwork and things like that, because I would be doodling at the, at the shop when it was slow or when we weren't selling shoes. And uh, basically got offered the job to work in the screen shop and uh, did that for 20 years. I worked in the screen shop in a local, it's just a locally owned little sporting goods store called Gojo Sports. and. Um, I did that for about 20 years and just started loving design. Didn't, didn't think, didn't go to school for design, didn't go. Graphic design really wasn't even a major right. like when I went to college at 94. I mean, it, it was just kind of was getting <coughs> with computers and things like that. Um, commercial art was always around and things like that, but um, I never thought I'd do anything as a career with art. Right. And then, um, like I said, I, I had done some coaching I coached at um, the high school that I was an alumni of and uh, coached there for about eight years. And then it was just kind of getting too hard to coach and leave work and do those types of things. And so I was like, well, I, I really enjoy coaching. And I'm kind of tapped out on my salary from the screen shop. So um, luckily enough, I went back to school and got my um, teaching certificate. Mm -hmm. Like I said, that was I'm starting my ninth year of teaching and uh, still get to do, do coaching. And so um, I still do a lot of freelance work um, with graphic design and things like that. Um, but as an artist, I've been able to start to sell a little bit more of the actual artwork now instead of just logo and branding designs. I still get um, friends and, and commissions to do um, business logos and, and branding type things like that. But um, I was lucky enough um, last year, there is a friend of ours from Greeley and he owns Baseball Central. And I think they're being involved in, in this aspect too. They're kind of a um, training facility in LA and they were hosting an art show. And right. so there's about six of us. We had... Um, Jumbotron Art was involved in the art show last year. 
um, collage, baseball was involved with it, um, mm -hmm. baseball card vandals, modern art baseball, and um, Hide. Um, he, he had a solo show the first year and then we jumped on his shoulders and he let us join in an art show last year with him in LA. And so we kind of started doing this baseball art show mm -hmm. around October about this time. And so this year we weren't able to go do that art show. And so this event came about and um, it's just kind of a nice place to show some artwork. And um, I'm not a business, I'm not anything like that. Um, I basically teach students how to make art and that allows me to, to make some things in my um, spare time. Mm -hmm. And if I can sell them, then that's kind of bonus for me. <laughs> You know, I do think I remember seeing that event being around. I remember, I, I think I've been following collage baseball for a good year and a half, two years now. Um, and, and I know he's involved with that. And, and yeah, Peter, with Jumbotron, uh, I've been following him for a while. Um, are you, I'm trying to think, well, gosh, what I think. Uh, Jimmy Parker of Beauty of the Game. What's that? Have you heard of Jimmy Parker of Beauty of the Game? I. Just because of this, I, I right. Yeah. So it was it was had the same thing. So he turned me on as baseball cards as art because he did a show I think in like 2017 where he had a friend of mine displayed there and a couple of the artists I know that are with us on, on the program here and uh, he kind of did the same thing out in Durham I think maybe it was out in North Carolina not the same idea. So when I saw you guys doing your stuff in in LA I was like oh it's pretty cool like it, it's beginning to expand yeah. as you know baseball is art and you know doing things with baseball cards on that there so um i'm finding everyone's artwork is absolutely fascinating to follow on instagram and see what people come up so that must have been a, quite a fun time to chat with other artists uh because i think no one's doing this full time everyone's doing it as their side gig right yeah um peter he's jumbotron art he was we were next to each other and we just didn't know each other prior and but it's again baseball has a way of you already have that connection there's a, you can talk about anything and baseball's gonna find its way into there um but it's that starting point of baseball that really connects us and we're just really um similar paths similar stories similar ideas and um it was really great talking with peter and and, and really getting to know him and he day and um yeah, it was just a great experience overall. Yeah. So you're going to bring the next one to Colorado, make everyone come to you, right? That's right. That's right. Actually, I'll, I'll keep it in LA. It's a good trip. <laughs> I, like, I like going and getting a, a little vacation into it as well. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Make it, make it more pleasure than business. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, you know, at least you're in LA, you've got like what, three stadiums within an hour and a half to go see some games at. That's, that's probably yeah. not a bad place to go. Yeah, it was really good. And the owner of uh, Baseball Central, TJ, was a great host. So he took care of us really good. So, so he was a former teammate, correct? Well, not a teammate, but just from the the town. He again, he was a little bit younger. Right. Um, I never got to play with him, but he played at a different high school. Right. There was about four high schools at the time around the little area, and he was at a at a different. That doesn't sound like a small town. If you got four high schools, that sounds like a fairly big place. Uh, I, I guess. We, we consider Greeley pretty small, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right. Surrounding areas. We lump it all in Greeley. <laughs> right. So um, 
when you started your, your first drawing there, was this just fun? You said you started doodling and just kind of went from there and then to see how yeah. you explore things. I was always, I guess the, the plan when I was in elementary school was to, to be Calvin and Hobbes and to have a comic strip. I mean, that the newspaper <laughs> lingo is gone. Nobody does a newspaper anymore, right? But um, that that was the goal, I think, is is to to create a character and have a comic strip. Um, but being from Greeley, it was like, how how do you become a cartoon? Like, what does that mean? I don't I don't know. I'm I'm going to go to college and have speech and communications. I'm going to be a youth pastor. I I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, it's not art. I know that. And uh, um, so I always could draw. I I liked drawing cartoons, thought I about being, making characters at the mall and you come down and I'll draw your face and making a big old nose on you or whatever. But uh, it just kind of led into logos are just, I'd sit around too, me and my brother on Saturday mornings and we would draw football helmets, create new teams, come up with cool names. The logo side of sports is huge for me. I, sometimes I don't care about a team. Um, funny story, I was just kind of moving around watching some some Instagram stories and there's a Netherlands new baseball feed. Um, they were scrolling through and had um, a Neptunes team. And I yep, was like, and you're talking I, gotta about, yeah. I gotta get one of those hats. That's the coolest hat. I, that's, a, that's a sweet hat. I have no, don't care about the team at all, but I'm gonna get, something with that hat because it's a cool logo and so um logos drive me a lot of what i think is cool and what's not cool too so john's trying to show off his hat there because yeah. you, you want a sweet hat you should grab one of these bad boys yeah, right. <laughs> <Bad> <laughs> no, no, no. i got you <laughs> i will love you <laughs> that's not even your team i was my original team <laughs> too many more you're a cannon I don't have my cannon hat close by, but I have my devil's hat <laughs> close by. <laughs> so yeah, it's I, I'm very design driven. I, I love logos, things like that, and so um, I do a lot of youth and travel team logos. Like mm -hmm. they'll need a, a logo for their travel team and things like that. And so um, my portfolio is more heavy on baseball than anything. Um, just because of the connections and things like that. So yeah, fair enough. Um, I know what you mean I, I I love logos. I'm a big fan of uh, of um, Todd Radom and, and watching yeah. he's come up there. Like the yeah. Todd Father's awesome. Um, Chris Creamer, he's got all his stuff up that way, and, and uh, just absolute like the deep dive into going to logos and, and the evolution of everything is amazing. Yeah. Well, the the guest you just had on Robbie, he's brand new to me. Um, I that's what this has done too. This um, this whole movement, this whole campaign, um, I've gathered about at least eight new artists that you just go, oh my gosh, I, I love your, I love your stuff. I, I never saw it before. I never came across it. So, um, and he's a great designer and, and he has some, some stellar stuff, um, that he's been working on. Too, so. Yeah. He, he was pretty excited. He, he was telling us about what he was going to, what he's doing. So, uh, um, we'll wait till he launches live on the website on, on there. Um, it, you you said you were drawing logos. I happened to notice there was a lot of Packers stuff that you had to post on Instagram and the Packers uh, your team. Similar story to to John here with Packers. Um, we're at, out at 
I, I the Broncos are, are my, are, I like the, the Broncos again, but um, you just kind of fall in love with the team because I'm out at school at in Idaho and the Packers games are local there. I don't know why, but they're local in Idaho and everybody else, nobody knew the Packers, then they were sucky. They, they didn't, they weren't very good. And uh, there was some guy that was his rookie year was Brett Favre. And they said, there was one other guy that was in the, the lounge area to watch games every Sunday. And he was like, hey, there's this guy, Brett Favre. I think he's going to be pretty good. We should watch him. So we're going to be Packer fans. And I was like, I'll be a Packer fan with you. So we, we were the only two that would ever cheer for the Packers. And all of a sudden, it, then it snowballs. You go, oh, I love Brett Favre. Oh, okay. And you're going to watch Packers. So, so not very local in my support. So. <laughs> Well, John just became a Seahawks fan because his only his other friend that likes NFL is a Seahawks fan. So, so that's how he became a Seahawks. It, it, they're they're kind of stupid stories, but you just kind of go. I thought I was a Brett Favre fan, right? And then his whole debacle was as he left. I realized I was a Packer fan. I, wasn't, right. I was like, oh, I I don't need any guy going to the Jets and the Viking. Oh come on! <laughs> uh, I might sign with the Vikings for a year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna happen again. I, I, I see it's deja vu it's gonna happen with the rogers too something's gonna happen so but we'll stick with the factors yeah it's funny that uh so i, I was looking at various you, you seem to work with a lot of black and uh, black and white is that by choice and it's just kind of your your yeah. most comfortable with. um that goes back to um i think my cartooning days and mm -hmm. just kind of that calvin and Hobbes and just um i i love illustration i love um, I love seeing the pin. I love seeing black and white lines. I like thick lines. I like small. Uh, I like to see that it looks kind of hand drawn. Um, I'm not a photorealistic person. Um, and that's just not what I do for my art. And so I think the black and white lends itself to kind of this interesting thing that I found. I wasn't trying to make player art. And that's the hard thing right now that I'm finding even out when I went out to that show in LA, our baseball show, everybody's trying to figure out what player this is. And I, and I'm trying to make it not, I'm just picking like a cool pose, right? Or, and everybody knows if they know the pose, they maybe know who the player is, but I was trying to get away from a little bit of, you can just like this cool pose and uh -huh. you know, it well, you know what it feels like and you know, you know, this the hands on a bat is just awesome and, and fielding a baseball and fielding a ground ball instead of going i need yankee stuff or i need this player mm -hmm. i was trying to think of more along the lines of the design aspect of this is baseball this is this is just really cool this is um not player specific not team specific and so that's kind of where i i, I drive my imagery from is to get it more of a feeling of um, not a player or a team, but right. just the game itself and cool. Players. Yeah, I can. There's an almost ghost-like quality to those gentlemen behind you. Is that is that in purpose? So, so yeah. So this is just kind of standing on a dugout step before you head out into the game and things yeah. like that. So, so I'll keep it um, kind of black and white. 
and then I'll maybe throw in like a Andy Warhol it. I like know, that. Yeah. Awesome. Treat it a little bit different, something like that. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of lines, lots of lots of pan things like that. I mean, oh wow! If you know who that is, it's a famous photo, but it's a there's a Hank Aaron pose. Mm -hmm. You put a big 44 on it, it's great. You, can you, exactly you know it is with the number on the back, yeah. You, you cater to Hank Aaron fans, or you can go, I think I know, I think I've stood like this before, or at least I want to stand like this. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be this guy. I want to be this guy. So um, just things like that is is kind of where I lean, is, is a little bit less of the team or, or a player specific and try to be a little bit just more baseball. Because I'm looking at the guy with the right shoulder with the glove, and I'm thinking Will Clark. That just says Will Clark to me. It's actually off a of hobby or Mr. Biden. <laughs> and people go, oh, that's Cal Ripken or whoever. But All right, yeah, okay. I, 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 I don't want it to be a, a player. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get it a little too, a little bit removed from, from a player right, and more of just who, who doesn't want to field a ground ball like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all I want. I, I want to field a ground ball and I want to throw it across the diamond. And <laughs> I, I, I still want to go do this right now. I want to go take a <laughs> Yeah, do, do, do they let you take some ground balls at practice? You know, you're showing yeah, that's why I coach. <laughs> so I get to still hit fungos and, hey, I get in the bagging cage a little bit here. Okay, you got to throw me two now. I've thrown all day. You guys throw me a few. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the feeling. I, like I said, you you throw 300, 400 balls. You're like, I right, just you know, give me twenty, maybe thirty. <laughs> that's, that's, right. yeah. that's why I coach. That's why we coach. No. Uh, so, do you have anything planned for the Negro League Museum? Are you just going to say artwork, or are you unsure yet? I do. I, I'm going to do one piece. Um, like I said, I'm not really a business. I don't have a web store. I don't sell things. I don't make prints. I don't do those types of things. Um, I'm just going to make one piece. And I, I figured also with the 100th anniversary, I'm just going to go, I'm saying 100% donation. I know everybody else gets to do all those other kinds of things, but I'm lucky enough that this isn't my shop. This isn't a, a thing that I, I have to survive on. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get to make cool things, or at least I hope they're cool. Um, so I'm going to make a painting of Buck O'Neill. Oh, wow. And, and then I'm going to sell, awesome. I'm going to kind of auction that and see who wants to buy it, hopefully. And then I'm just going to donate the 100% proceeds or whatever we get. 100, 100 year anniversary, 100 proceeds. Just donate that in there. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of small beans, but it'll make me feel good. Yeah, yeah that, that's absolutely. I mean, this is the same thing I kind of struggle with. I'm a shop. And uh, I'm kind of like, I don't really have a whole lot of stuff. I can donate my sales to the week and tell everyone not to buy anything that week. But uh, more of like, all right, what am I going to do to, um, you know, contribute to this? Because like you say, you, like, you're doing this for fun and in the love of the yeah. game. And, yeah. you know, so, uh, you know, I, I've got my idea. So we're got to work on it. But yeah, but, you know, uh, that was one of when Tad approached me. I'm like, I'm a shop. He said, well, you're my European connection. <laughs> so, okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm going to use this red panel and I'm going to do something similar. There's, there's a cool pose of Buck O'Neill and he's kind of standing on a dugout and um, 
I am going to cater it a little bit more towards Buck and just kind of, um, I had mentioned earlier, our town is really supports baseball very well. And uh, they run a, a baseball breakfast every February. Okay. So it's for local baseball. And so it's a fundraiser. Um, they auction off sports memorabilia and things like that. And they donate um, supplies to the local baseball program. So they'll give every team a two dozen baseballs or they'll give nice. everybody. Um, they give kids cleats that can't afford to have cleats for teams and things like that. So it's a really good, it's called Friends of Baseball and they, the community just really supports baseball quite well. Right. And so at this breakfast, they always have a speaker. Mm -hmm. And so there's been like huge big name speakers. I mean, Tommy Lasorda, George Brett. Oh, wow. Ferguson Jenkins. Um, who else? Let's see. I wrote some down. Gaylord Perry, Raleigh Fingers, Steve Carlton. Um, so, so really, you guys are like Cooperstown. You're just bringing in Hall of Famers. They come and speak at this breakfast. And so this is just, like I said, it's local. And we just come around and eat breakfast and listen to these great stories from these guys. And um, Goose Gossage, Larry Walker has, have been there and um, things like that. So uh, Buck O'Neill spoke at it twice. Wow. Amazing. And he spoke in like 2003 and 2005 or something like that. And I just, if on the Instagram, I've added that post on some of my things and his speech was incredible. Like you say life-changing, but just totally inspirational. Like the guy spoke incredibly. Right. And there's just some some of his speeches on YouTube and just the way that he talked, it, people should go check it out. I mean, if, if you, there's some great, great stuff. And he's, he was a big part of uh, Kim Burns's. Yes, absolutely. And things like that. And just, I was blown away by this man. And so that's, I was like, man, I, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do something related towards him and this kind of, cause I was so inspired and impressed at the things that this man had to say. That's amazing. Well, you'll have to fire us the links later and we'll post them up with our, uh, uh, with the video on Facebook and whatnot and share them that way and say, this is some of your personal favorites there. I mean, um, uh, we just had hired a new coach for the Great Britain team and uh, we were having a casual conversation on Twitter and he was like, you know, when people ask that one person to have a dinner with you, he's like, Buck O'Neill would always yeah. be mine. No doubt. I mean, it was incredible. It was great. It was fantastic. So the least we can do, I guess. I, I mean, he, he was a great, the, the stories that he was, would tell and just the way that he, he spoke about his journeys and prior and during and all this stuff. It was just, it was really great. John, do you want any other questions before we start opening up some cards? Uh, just uh, very simply, what do the Negro Leagues mean to you as an American, as a, as a human being, and as a baseball fan, Jeff? And I, I think that's where I take really my only connection was hearing Buck O'Neill at the time. Um, nobody, it was not talked about growing up. Nobody, nobody sought it out. Nobody... Nobody was thinking that way um, in my circles. Um, we were very, 
far removed from from anything Negro League. And so just to hear a man come in in 2003 and say, I was in Negro League Baseball and I did this and I'm the first black this and the first, you know, and, and you just kind of, you're blown away. You're blown away that, that um, there was times, you're, you're very naive to the situation. I'll, I'll say that. I, I didn't do any diligence watching baseball at the time. You're just kind of in your, your window of, of watching baseball. And, and they always say there's things in the past and, um, it's unfortunate that things were separated like they were. And so now just moving on is to recognize it and just to, to make sure we can see things, hear stories and have it be a part of whatever conversations we're having, not that it's separate, but it just needs to be a part of the conversation of baseball instead of a side, a side note. And, and to celebrate it, uh, and to yeah. celebrate it for the great players it brought us, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. being the obvious one that springs to mind. Yep. Yeah. And CC Sabathia, a guy that I uh, absolutely idolise and adore. You know, guys that when you think about it, less than you know, eighty years ago, wouldn't be allowed to play right. Major League Baseball. Uh, and we are so fortunate in this day and age to to have had the sort of path be paved by the Negro Leagues, and eventually they broke through. Uh, via Jackie Robinson into Major League Baseball and, and made that it made the game evolve yeah. and progress. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. And it can't be a side conversation anymore. It has exactly. to be collective and in the forefront and just a part of the of every conversation. So that's hope. What I hope is that it's just it's not a a side note anymore or an asterisk or they're their separate thing. It's it's just got to be baseball. It needs to be professional baseball. Yeah, I agree. Right. Okay. We're going to open some cards up. Open some cards, Jason. Yeah. Well, we, that's a great place to end. <laughs> this is my thing. So I do a wax pack Wednesday. And so I always get to open a pack of baseball cards here. So I thought I'd share it with everyone else here. But before I ask, I would say, is that the shirt you're wearing? Is that your own design? So, yes, this was, this is a, a logo that we do for Baseball Central. Right. Um, again, just kind of, it's not a, any team or player specific it's just fun. yeah I mean, nice little baseball and you got to blow your bubble and that big water big new chew get the bubble that big <laughs> right. Right. So, um shout out to bc central i mean baseball central there they take care of me i get to make their all their logos and the design work and they treat me right and some of the apparel as well so well we, you know we'll, we'll send a shout out to them to see if they want to come on too we're always looking for people to talk to especially if it's about baseball so we don't get to do this much like i i, I, I purposely wear jerseys every day so people will stop me in the street so i can talk baseball right. with somebody <laughs> Definitely. so usually funny enough we want my expo stuff i get stopped the most when we're any kind of expo stuff there's always some kind of canadian walking around going oh my gosh an expo fan because it's the best logos and colors yeah. out there this is the best logo. It's still the best logo. Expansion. We'll hope they may come back with expansion. So. so good. All right. So I've got five packs of baseball cards. You can choose one. I've got 87 tops. Okay. Yeah. 89 Donruss. 1990 score. Okay. 91 Stadium Club. That's a good one. And 92 Pinnacle. 
Let's go 92 in honor of the year we won state baseball. All you? right. Yeah. Go 92. That was my, should have wore my ring. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but that was a player. A shout out to our high school team, the Valley Vikings. We won in 2017, we won state. So I got to be a part of state championships as coach and as a player. And it's been oh, awesome. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to open it up and see. Hopefully it's not stuck. We, we pulled a really awesome John Wetland card last time when we did a dry run through with this. So uh, if, if you have anything to say about any of the players like that, feel free. We, I've all got right. some. This is kind of in my wheelhouse. Like I was collecting cards this time. So I'm all about. So uh, Jeff Branson for the Reds. I don't know, but you got to love the pants. I love the Reds unis at that time. With the stripes there, yeah. That, that style of pant and stirrup needs to come back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I wear mine up right now. But <clears throat> I'm ready for the stirrups to go a little bit lower. Oh man, I, I'm a stirrup guy myself, and it's like the highest you can get them, the better. Uh, I, I grew up Pete Rose. I, I got you got to have an inch. You got to have an inch. <laughs> That's where there's the sweet spot right there. All right, we got number one draft pick for the Mets, Bobby Jones. Yeah. 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 No is bad. that Bobby G. Jones or was Bobby G. Jones a different guy? It's you know this is the same guy. It's one of those there, but we he came up in another wax pack opening there, and we had that same chat, didn't we? We couldn't figure he out. He came up in our dry run as well, the same one we got the wetland the uh, rocking out. Um... I saw it was coming up. All right, Pat Hennigan for the Blue Jays. Oh man, uh, he was a solid pitcher. I remember that. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. I think we got the same cards there, John. We got a John Burkett card from the Giants. Oh, yep. man. There it is. So we were saying with him, he uh, he was a, a, a bowler. And that was how he spent his uh, his days off was going bowling. <laughs> and that's how he kept his arm in shape. I'm sure. Sure, there's, there's a no few years of that. No there's no way in hell he would be allowed to do that these days. Right. that He wasn't allowed to. I'm not allowed to cave dive and stuff like that these days or ride motorcycles. <laughs> so, so John's gonna love this. Look what we pulled, John. We pulled the John Wetland. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, so apparently he's a musician when, when he's in downtime yeah. like that there. Yeah. So. and riffs yeah. and being obviously <coughs> inappropriate to people. Cool. Uh we've got Sean Bosky for the Cubs. Just remember him being a solid pitcher, I guess. I don't remember too much about it. We've got Hall of Famer here, Eddie Murray, Oriole. Yep, there we go. So, yeah, I, I don't vaguely remember him playing for the Mets, but uh, I, like I said, he's always an Oriole for me. I Yeah, you got you to love Eddie Murray. All right. Sandy Alomar Jr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was always, I was as a Padre fan when they traded all the Alamo brothers away. I was like, oh, nope. We've got Jay Howell for the Dodgers. All Just, the pictures have the same pose. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's the same picture, same angle. <laughs> they yeah. just changed the name on it and put a different hat on there. Right. Right. Was Tommy John back in those days? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe they, maybe they were onto something. We got rookie prospect Carlos Hernandez of the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't remember that guy. Just prospect, I guess. Jeff Johnson for the Yankees. There you go. There's your Yankee for you, John. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who Jeff Johnson is, unfortunately, though. <laughs> All right, we got closer for the Blue Jays, Tom Hankey. Oh man, man, he was in the nice little uh, side hour submarina there and had the killer glasses. I'm actually he has an album out. Somebody did the album for him. I was trying to think that it was the Tom Hangy one. I think I put it back up on the wall. I can't find it right now, but I bought it. I bought it. Someone in Germany had it. <laughs> I had to buy it. So it was in Germany to get the Tom Hankey closer song. I'll find it later. You got Tom Bernanski for the Red Sox here. Yeah. Good name. There you go. Vaughn Hayes for the Angels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't probably say that well, but he's got a sweet mustache there. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Down to our last two cards. All right. Craig Grayback. Back a little bit more Navy. They need to bring back more Navy. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah, the powder blues are awesome. And the final card is Luis Rivera, shortstop for the Red Sox. There we go. Got to have a got to have an infielder. Not one there. Well, brilliant. Thanks for opening up cards with us, Jeff. Where can uh, people find you? Um, I'll be on Instagram. It's Enots Design on usually my handles. That's um, long story of that one. We won't get into that one anymore. It's just stone backwards. But it's it's got when you're designing things and you're stone design, then everything stone already has a connotation. It's got to have what are you, a mason? What are you? Uh, <laughs> right. Put like a fake name to it. So it's so it's stone backwards. It's Enoch's design. So now it can be anything. It's it's not related to a... You get many uh, funeral uh, inquiries. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so they had to switch out how to use it. So Enoch's design on things like that. Um, or Jeff Stone, I think, pops up as well. But... Um, I found you both ways when we were looking up for you. So we'll hey, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. It's been a whole lot of fun and uh, good luck at that practice here in a little bit. Sounds good. John, Jason, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Thanks so much. Goodbye. All right, man. Have a good one. Uh -huh. Bye.